Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep related topics, we'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. It is the first week of December, so we thought it was very timely to talk about what we do over the holidays as they're approaching, whether that means we're going five to five minutes down the road to like an aunt's house, or we're going maybe across the country and maybe a car ride or an airplane ride. So I hope you find this episode helpful. I know in like when I wrap up with past clients and Selena, I'm sure you feel the same that parents always ask about travel, right? Like even if it's like a year away, six months away, they're like, what do we do to like prioritize sleep if we're traveling? And yeah, we're going to go over our favorite tips, uh, maybe some personal stories, but we're going to start with Selena today because like as we approach the holidays, a lot of you I'm sure are going maybe just for like two or three days, right? Maybe you're driving an hour, maybe up to five hours. You may not be hopping on a plane. And so she has a lot of experience packing up the whole family and going to like your parents, your in-laws, et cetera. So let's hear it. How do you make this all work? Thank you, Lindsay. So yes, I do have um, a decent amount of experience with traveling by car with all three of my kids. So I have twins who are just over two and a half now, and my son is 15 months. And, you know, whether it's for Christmas or not for Christmas, um, we live like right in the middle of both sets of parents. So one set is about an hour north and one set is about an hour south, right? So we're always packing a bag or two when we go up there, right? And it depends where we are going, whether or not we need to bring, you know, crib setups and things like that, right? So For this episode, I'm going to talk about when I do have to bring all my stuff, um, just because I feel like that's probably where a lot of people are going to be at. A few things that I always do, um, and this is even just for myself, I always try to pack as much as I can the night before. Okay, so whatever I can do the night before, I always do that. So I lay out my kids' luggages. My twins have one luggage, and by luggage, I mean like a carry-on because their their clothes are still like pretty tiny, right? That I can fit everything for them in like the twins' luggage, and then I, my son has a separate luggage. So by that, I mean you know clothing, extra clothing, PJs, shoes, holiday outfits, anything like that. I pack the night before, right? And I always lay out what they're going to wear in the car as well. So like in the morning, I just have to do as minimal stuff as possible. In the morning, I always have my list that doesn't really change much for stuff that I have to pack in the morning, right? So like that's their sleep sacks generally. 
their lovies because these kids cannot sleep without their lovies, like devastating. It would be like a massive issue if I ever forgot those things. I'd have to drive all the way back. Okay. (laughs) So I need to bag those. Um, Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, that's the life I live right now. It's okay. It's all good. The baby monitors. um, I usually have to unhook those, you know, the same morning and um, bring them to whatever location we're going to. Um, I use Wi-Fi monitors, so it's pretty easy to just get on the Wi-Fi at whatever house I'm at and just use those monitors there. I have some portable sound machines that I make sure I pack same day. And I always have um, a travel bag of like Tylenol, um, a thermometer, like hair elastics and things like that, that I just like put in the bag too. That one sometimes I do, you know, the night before, if I remember. So that's like step one. Okay pack in place. So we talked about this in a previous episode too. If you're pregnant and you're thinking about something to register for, I highly recommend pack in place. Um, If you have twins, you're going to need to pack in place. I used those up until my kids were my twins, probably a little over two years old, right? I think there's like a weight limit on it. I could probably still fit my girls in a pack and play at this point, but it would be a little bit tight because they're kind of tall. They're almost three years old, but my son hundred percent fits in a pack and play. No problem. So I get those in the car night before I pack my diaper bag night before I always have an extra set of clothes in my diaper bag bibs, diapers, alcohol wipes, like anything that I can possibly do the night before I do. So with the pack and play, I have some blackout shades that are portable. So that's like plus or minus. If you know the house you're going to, like if your parents have blackout shades or like they have something that they can use, um, that's something else that I try to do in advance too. I'll be like, hey, mom and dad, like we're coming. I know you have so much on your plate, but like, can you remember to like, please set XYZ up for me like in advance so that like everything runs smoother you know, when I get there, if they can, right? Like if they can't, then I just like mentally prepare myself that I'm going to have to do this the second I walk in the house. But again, I just try to make myself as prepared as possible when traveling because like everybody's so excited about the holiday or even if it's not a holiday, right? If we're just coming for a weekend, um, everybody's so excited. And, you know, I, I hate for it to be like nap time or bedtime or whatever. And it's like, oh God, like we don't have the blackout shades and we don't have this and we don't have that. Like I've been there. This is how I have learned. That's literally the first thing I do when I get to like a new place is set up the sleep space. Like, I don't want to say like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll do that later. Like, no, we're doing that now. My husband knows like he has the kids and I'm getting their sleep spaces all set up like first things first right oh we're the same (laughs) we're so similar because I do the same exact thing because I just like want to get it off my chest and not even think about it so that's like if I know where I'm going and even if I don't know where I'm going like if I um, am going to an aunt's house or something that I haven't been to um, you know in a long time or something I'll try and scope it out you know I always ask, you know, in advance, like, would it be okay if the baby takes a nap, you know, in your house, like, and usually it's fine. So definitely just try to plan as much as you can in advance. So another thing with planning, right? And this depends on how far you're driving. um, But as far as naps, and it also depends on age a lot, you can either try to plan it so you leave before your child's nap. So, you know, sometimes if they're on one nap, I recommend that, you know, leave in the morning if you can and try to get to your destination before the nap. If you can't do that, then I recommend traveling during the nap. Um, See if you can get, you know, the nap in the car. Sometimes it can be hit or miss, right? It, It 
it's heavily dependent on age, in my opinion. And child. Um, so this and child for sure. This year, like I said, my twins are almost three. And Lindsay, I haven't even told you this yet, but they're gonna miss their nap two days in a row over Christmas. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna breathe. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna Got take this. deep breaths. You're gonna, gonna be, be sending me at some um, point. Of, I'm like, sure. <laughs> So SOS, um, big time. Um, been meaning to talk to you about this like off script, but yeah, I just decided because it's, we're going to do a lot of traveling and it's going to be practically impossible for my twins to take a nap because we just try to fit it all in around Christmas. You know, it's just what works for me and my husband. It's just two days. So what we're going to do is travel to my in-laws house who they live in Rhode Island my son will take a nap there in the morning. No problem. He's 15 months. So a lot different. Um, like if he misses a nap, it's going to be like big problem. We will have him nap there. We'll stay there for the majority of the day. And we're going to leave around like four or five and then drive to my parents' house and sleep there. Right. So not only do the twins really not fit in a pack and play anymore. I don't have three pack and plays. And like, let's be serious. If I try to put these kids in like a foreign pack and play in a foreign house, like they're not going to sleep anyway, right? It's going to be miserable for them. So I am going to chalk it up as Christmas. They're almost three, way different than last year. Ideally, I would have liked them to only skip like one nap, like not two in a row, but I can't see how the next day where we are going to sleep at my parents' house and then do another long drive somewhere else, which is like about an hour to an hour and a half away to my husband's aunt's house in Rhode Island. So we're going to go from Massachusetts to Rhode Island again. And they just, it's not going to work. So I'd say because of their age, um, I'm just going to give myself some grace here and like, let that happen. One out of the three of my children will be napping both days, my son, because he's 15 months. Yeah. And they might get a car snooze you know, they might snooze in the car, take the edge right. off. Sometimes that's all they, they need, might. you know? They might. And with Christmas, I'm really hoping that it's like, there's going to be Christmas and like all these people and Christmas lights. And I'm sure that they're going to open some gifts, you know, on Christmas Eve and maybe on Christmas Day at night. I don't really know. Like, who knows um, how the gift thing's going to go. But I'm sure they'll have like other things to kind of keep them excited. And then I'll try to just put them to bed, like definitely by their bedtime, maybe a little bit earlier. We'll see, right? With that being said, though, like, in general, I don't want anybody to feel pressured to have to do or go anywhere for the holidays if it's not going to work for you, if you don't want to do it, if you're just trying to figure out how to make everybody else happy um, and you have twins, even if you don't have twins and you only have one baby or if you have, you know, twins plus more more children, right? Like, every situation's different. Every traveling situation's different. And you know, I can say with confidence that I have skipped certain holidays and events because of not only my children's sleep schedule, but just like the whole thing in general, right? Like, it takes a lot for me to leave my house with not only the twins, but three kids, right? Like, I'm going to make it work this year because I want to and me and my husband are a team and we know that there's going to be some crankiness, there's going to be some schedule stuff that like isn't going to make sense. Um, but we're going to make it work. Have there been instances where I've been like, look, guys, either you come to my house where like I have cribs and my kids are sleeping and like everything's just going to go my way or I don't come. Yeah, I've done that. And at first, you know, I felt kind of bad and it was like, oh, I just got to make this work, et cetera, et cetera. But 
I don't know if you feel the same, Lindsay, but like having twins, you kind of like build this thick skin. Mm-hmm, um, I kind of just like let people think what they want, even with me, like bringing in all these pack and plays and all this like sleep stuff to my family's houses. I've definitely had some like uncles and aunts be like, um, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, can they just not sleep? No, today? I can, yeah, no, I you can know? totally relate. I think I shared with you one time how I put my twins when they were like little, like five months, maybe down like to sleep at my aunt's house and my cousin was like what are you doing like this is weird and but she co-slept with all three of her kids so we did things differently and I did what I needed right. to do and it wasn't like she was being like super judgmental she was literally like my kids would never just go into another room and like go to sleep and it's like okay well mine will and I trust that they will and I wasn't ready to leave the Easter dinner so I got them the sleep that they needed and it was, it was all fine, right? Like just do what works for you. If you feel like staying later, stay late. If you don't, don't. Like I had our bag packed with all of their night stuff because we would be ready for bed. I basically milk every minute I have with my family because I love my family, right? So they would be ready for bed we'd leave and then we would immediately get into bedtime routine or just like putting them in the crib. They'd already have had their bedtime bottle. They'd already had their nighttime diapers on. They were in their pajamas. Like people thought I was nuts, but as a twin mom, I need order as much as possible. Right. Same. Mm -hmm. Totally. No, totally the same. So I, don't feel bad about bringing all this stuff. Um, I think that my family, you know, knows now that, you know, when I go somewhere, I'm bringing my family and our stuff. (laughs) Um, So, you know, like, I feel like our bags have gotten a little bit lighter now that the girls are almost three. Um, We're probably training two. Woohoo. That's a separate episode. Um, So like, yeah, less diapers, but now I need to bring like a portable potty. So I just like exchanged <laughs> it, but whatever, like we'll figure it out. Yeah. And I mean, I've done this so many times now. Um, you know, we started traveling with the girls like via car really early on, just a couple months in. So we tried to, you know, set up the girls' rooms at our parents' houses because we had some space there. Um, and we've added and taken some stuff away. Um, you know, I've put pack and plays in walk-in closets. Um, like, you know, sometimes we have people sleeping over and we just have to like make do with the space that we have. And um, it really helps me to just kind of like think in advance um, of where I'm going to place things and how I'm going to do them just because that really helps me. So that's my spiel. I can't speak to traveling on airplanes yet with my children because like, let's be serious. I'm not that brave yet. I'll get there, but not yet. My son has some car sickness going Mm. on. So like, oh, I don't even know how he'll be on an airplane. Hopefully he'll outgrow that at some point in time. But I'd love to hear like some general tips on like what you do um, for travel and hacks for the holidays and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. And I have my fair share of experience here. So we traveled on an airplane for the first time when my twins were four months old. There is a horror story that goes along with this where I forgot a piece to my pump and we landed in Fort Lauderdale and I ran to the nursing room to pump because my boobs were going to explode and I didn't have all the pieces to my pump. And my 
twins were no longer latching at that point. And it was seriously like the biggest snafu of my life. We had to go to Target and I bought like a pump that had no like suction, but it took the edge off. And thank God for Amazon. There have been many, many times where when I'm staying at an Airbnb, which is usually what we do, Airbnb, VRBO, whatever it is, you can use your Amazon Prime to get anything you need, right? So you better believe I had the right pump part coming to me via Amazon. And I'm pretty sure that $100 I spent on that pump went into the trash and that's fine, right? So when you think about like scouting out a place. I love how Airbnb, like we're we're not just having to stay in hotels, like hotels are pretty limited, like space, amenities, all that stuff. So now that Airbnb and like VRBO is really popular, when you're looking at a listing, almost all of the time, they're going to give you a, like a, um, a floor plan, which is so helpful. Cause I'm over here, like zooming in like how big is that closet like <laughs> what size is the bed how many bathrooms like so it's really nice when they give you the floor plan because you can see like, oh there's a walk-in closet here or like these two bedrooms are on this floor and we've traveled with other families and I'm just going to be honest that I am like hey girl this is what we got going on this is what I need what do you guys need? Let's make sure everybody's happy. If we take the master, for example, we will pay more. Like, let's find the the middle ground here. Like, just speak up, right? If you don't want to share a room with your kids and you want to put them in a separate room, offer to pay more or actually find the listing. Like a lot of people don't want to look for a place to stay. So if you're like, hey, I found this place, it checks all my boxes, like, you get to pick, right? And so that's typically what I do. We haven't traveled with anybody in like a past couple of years, but we did do that for three years in a row. And it was fun. We made tons of memories. So one thing I would do is we we were flying, right? And we always, we had the Bob stroller, uh, which is amazing, but it's giant and hefty. Probably not good for an airport or vacation. And I would probably throw my back out, like, you know, putting it, into the car and things like that. So there's a couple resources I want you to think about if you're flying somewhere and especially if you're flying somewhere that's like a common, um, like a touristy area, right? Uh, well, like let's take Florida, for example. There's a company called Babyquip and I talk about it in my travel blog and I've utilized this company so much. They will, they have everything, right? Cribs, pack and plays, mini cribs, sound machines, strollers, you name it. And the best thing is they get your information and they actually can access the house before you. So you can come there and they have the beds set up, right? So if I needed two twin pack and plays, I told her what rooms to put them in. She'd go ahead and set them up. They always provide fresh sheets. One year we ordered like a kid's table because I could tell like it was like a four person table in the dining room. Like where are the kids going to sit? So we got this little like picnic table, like just make it easy, right? Like these places are out here to help you. That's a dream. Totally a dream. It's called Baby Quip, B-A-B-Y-Q-U-I-P. Um, they're moms just like you and me who have a storage of nice stuff that they rent out. 
So definitely look into that. And I've used that several times when we've traveled to Florida and other like larger cities. Another thing I, I think about is just how to optimize sleep. So like you said, I get there, I make sure the beds are set up, every, the rooms are the way I want them, the thermostat's the way I want it. Back in the day day, I would bring several packages of like party tablecloths, like the black ones and a roll of painter's tape. And that's literally how mm -hmm. I blacked out the windows. And yes, I was on the Airbnb listing, listing like how many windows are there? Like, just be prepared. Like, I love sleep so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nothing got past me. So I would put that up. They would have a dark room for naps at night. And then at the end of the trip, I would just yank it down. It goes in the trash. Now that my kids are older, um, I actually use the sleep out curtain, which are like sort of like a thick um, like blackout blanket slash curtain. And they use suction cups. And um, it's really nice. You can just pop it up there and then take it down really quickly. Like uh, it takes literal min minutes to um, install it. So that's like one of my favorite products right now. But yeah, sound machines, utilize the space. So walk-in closets, my kids have slept in bathrooms before. Not going to lie. You know, it's, if you want to make it happen, you can make it happen and don't let anybody make you feel bad about it. <laughs> Hey girl, are you tired? Not only tired from lack of sleep, but tired from searching all over the internet for sleep advice that's specific to your twins? Here at Tweet Dreams, we know that twin-specific advice and routines should be easy to find and access, and that's why we are a one-stop shop for you as a sleep resource. Our blog is chock full of advice for twins when it comes to naps, night weaning, sleeping through the night, and so much more. Not sure where to start? Be sure to grab our free twin sleep guide available for download today. This guide will walk you through an optimal bedtime routine, how to keep them synced throughout the day, and how to keep a routine going. As twin moms, we know how special those breaks are and we want you to have them. Check out the show notes to grab your copy. I've gotten that about yeah. the closet multiple times. They'd be like, oh my god, the baby's in the closet. I'm like, the closet is huge. Like it's fine. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I know. All I need is all I need is like space for I a know. crib. My, Whatever. My daughter slept in the closet, our closet when she had her surgery. Like it's a we have a nice walk-in closet. Like, it's fine. Oh, that reminds me. If you are putting your child somewhere obscure to take a nap, bring an extension cord because there are not typically Good outlets call. inside of a closet. Um, and so you'll want maybe a fan in there. You'll want the sound machine. You'll want your camera. If you don't have, like, let's say you, you're going to room share for the first time with your baby or twins. And honestly, I'm kind of torn sharing this product because I never owned it because like, hi, I needed two. And I just felt like it was really expensive is the slumber pod. And I used to be an affiliate for them. I am no longer, which is totally fine. Um, but you can find it on Amazon or if you'd like to order from their website, just reach out. I do have a discount code through one of my sleep consultant besties. But the slumber pod is basically a portable pack and play tent for lack of a better word. It has been um, heavily tested for safety, for airflow, etc. It has a pocket for your camera and a fan. And what it does is just create like a blacked out space for your child to take their naps and go to bed at night in like a room sharing um, situation. I know some people swear by it and they love it. So just know that that's always an option. 
it's actually pretty small. I've seen it. It looks like a little like kind of carry-on bundle and it actually fits in a carry-on suitcase. So you might need two or you could just use it for one because the other twin has like somewhere else to sleep, for example. When thinking about going on an airplane, um, there's a lot to factor in here. Car seats, strollers, all of that. When you're thinking about a diaper bag on an airplane, please pack extra clothes. I always just was in the mindset that my kids were going to soil their clothes at some point, whether it was pee, poop, or vomit, whatever. Food, let's just extra diapers, um, wipes, you know, look up the rules for bringing breast milk and formula and things like that. If that's where you're at. Yes. So another trick I heard about getting on planes, which sort of is genius. And I didn't think of this guys is they do the family pre-boarding, right? So you go on the plane, probably upwards of 30, maybe 40 minutes before you take off. That's an additional 30 to 40 minutes your child has to spend on that plane. I don't think that's a good idea, actually. So depending on... Uh, actually, I don't even know. But like, you're <laughs> like, oh, I get to go first. It's family boarding. Like, let's do this. And then you're like, oh my God, my crabby two-year-old. Um, there's actually pictures of me when my twins were two and I was bawling on this airplane because they were... It, it, it just was a nightmare. Okay. So what I'm suggesting here is send the husband or who, you know, the family member, whoever get the seats, whether they're like reserved seats or it's like we fly Southwest. So you get what you get, but they're definitely going to be like, Hey, the husband's in there and he's trying to save these three seats for his family. Like that's fine. Typically let him go on there, get the seats and then bring the kids like right before you take off. So it's less time. I think that's probably really important. And I would have done that versus what I did. And then you're just already spending so much more time on the plane and kids get really antsy. Um, if you can bring, if your child is in the two-year-old stage, I'm just going to say this when they're infants, holding them is fine. They're going to be happy. They love to be held, right? When they're two years old, no, they don't want to be held. They want to do their independent things. So getting a two-year-old to strap into a seat and sit still is not going to happen. Trust me. So if at all possible, bring the car seat. Okay. I get that it's like, how do we even come into an airport with all of this luggage and strollers and car seats? Let's just see what you can do, what you can rent on the other end to make sure you bring that car seat. Because you strap your kid into a car seat in the plane, they're going to think they're in the car. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can't get out. Right. And that's what we want. So let's do that. Um, If you are not able to bring a car seat. I'm learning so much. (laughs) If you're not able to bring a car seat, and maybe the internet's divided on this one as well, but we've also rented car seats. Of course, I'm going to check that, you know, it's not expired and everything's working on it. I'm going to trust the car seat or the rental car company that it's a um, never been in a car accident and things like that, right? But we've definitely rented car seats on the other end of the trip because with twins, like, what are we capable of? We can't bring the entire house with us, okay? So look into that. Let's see. Naps on airplanes, I mean... It is what it is. It's kind of like a nap in a car. You'll get it 
maybe you won't. There's, you know, this memory in my mind of traveling with my two-year-olds and we traveled during nap time and they just screamed bloody murder the entire plane ride. And then as soon as they got into our car in the parking lot, they passed out. Okay. My best tip is actually to um, (laughs) fly around dinner time, right? Late afternoon with toddlers. Your kids have had their nap. They can power through and maybe go down late for bedtime. This is a better scenario than trying to go midday. Just saying. Okay. Babies, they're way more flexible. They, They just go to sleep. They're being held. It's fine. You can bring a portable sound machine on the plane, but honestly, like that white noise is already sort of happening anyway. Their ears are sometimes going to hurt, crying. I mean, my ears hurt now and then. I've heard of like the ring pop trick where you give your kid a ring pop on their finger so that they have like a nice yummy piece of candy that they never had before. And like if they suck on something, it'll help their ears clear. Uh, Maybe bring some like applesauce pouches. I remember flying somewhere in this family, this mom and dad had like a, I don't know, maybe he was like 16 months and he was miserable. And I could tell these parents were not prepared at all. She had no snacks for this kid. And I was just like, here, here. And I had like my bag of just whatever. And I was like, does he want this? Does he want that? And he was happier after he had like a little snack and stuff. So definitely come prepared there. Let's see, when we think about road trips, I would never really be brave enough to just like drive straight through the night because that means I didn't sleep and that would never be the footing I would want to start off a trip on. Would you? Yeah. I mean, I know like we used to do that when I was older, like a teenager, but it's probably just like a different story. But road trips with baby, you know, I would add at least two to three hours onto, if you're, let's say like road trip. Not one hour, two hours, but like if you're going like six, seven plus hours, right? Let's add at least three hours with all of your stops and like things that are going to happen. Like, this the baby's upset. We just need to pull over, that kind of thing. So, definitely like buffer in extra time to get there. To your point about napping in the car, um, and I said it pertains per child, like one of my twins, as soon as she was in the car, boom, she was out. The other one would just like scream her head off for 20 minutes. Yeah, you know. And so if you know that your child takes a little bit of time to wind down, even if it's nap time, like leave 20 minutes before their nap time. So like she she kind of maybe or he or she can blow off some steam and then just take their nap at like the normal time. Uh, we learned that the hard way. Let's see. <laughs> so if you're traveling um, for the holidays, kids get overstimulated please be sure to do a bedtime routine, right? Like let's move them away from the crowded, crowded, crowded party like 30 to 45 minutes before they have to go to bed. This is just me, right? Even if I'm having a party at my house or I've come from a party and it's like really butted up to my bedtime, I'm just going to sign up and say, I'm going to be asleep an hour later than normal. Like my brain doesn't just say, oh, get ready for bed, go into bed, shut eyes, go to sleep. Like we know we need that buffer time. Do you agree? Like I have to scroll right. my phone for a while. Oh, low. Totally. Like I have to read a book. <laughs> yeah. I have my own routine. Yep. <laughs> so I, I, I honestly think kids are no different. Like we can't just be overstimulating them. 
hardcore and then say, oh, bedtime routine. Now, my kids typically would transition well when we were at our house because it's our house, right? And so we could go up and say, okay, it's the twins' bedtime. I would do my 20-minute routine, put them down. And I remember one time my uncle was like, are the kids asleep? I'm like, well, not yet. Like I just put them in their cribs and then I came back down here. I was like, I have the baby monitor. And he's like, oh, well, don't you have to like rock them to sleep? And I was like, no, no, I just put them in their beds. <laughs> he was mind blown, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it, it, kind of, it kind of is magical. Exactly. So. But it's not magic. It takes like dedication. Hello. Work. <laughs> Always the question of time zones, and we sort of covered this on the daylight savings. Like, if it's one hour time difference that you're experiencing east or west, our biggest recommendation here is just to get on that clock, right? Um, So, like, when we would go to Florida, it was an hour later, and maybe the first day, the second day, they might want to go down a little bit later for their nap or bedtime but I was really consistent and still got them up at seven because that was how we got back on the clock. And if you're staying somewhere for like five to seven days, like it's in your best interest, I think, to just get on the clock of where you're at because you're going to still eat dinner at five o'clock. So you may as well still have bedtime adjacent to where it should be. If you're going for like a weekend, like let's say Selena, like Massachusetts and Rhode Island, we're in different time zones. You might just say, you know what, I'm not going to mess with that. And I'm just going to mirror like the times at home, right? Just to like keep it simple. Yeah, if it was short, Yeah, we actually did that when we went to Michigan over the summer. And I was like, put on Instagram, does anybody think I'm going to actually be successful at doing this? And I was. So my kids go to bed, let's say at eight, and they get up at seven. Well, in Michigan, they're an hour later. So I was able to put my kids to bed at nine and they got up at eight and it actually worked. Okay. And it worked for me in this sense because it was summertime. The sun doesn't go down until like, you know, really late. And so I was like, oh, I want them to stay up. And like it was 4th of July and see fireworks. So here to say that the strategy worked. And then when we got back home, I didn't have to change anything because they were still used to going to sleep at eight o'clock central time. So I've cracked the code. No, I think we pretty much hit it all. Just, you know, the main thing is to think ahead, but do what works for you in any situation, right? So that's my (laughs) one-liner for traveling with your kids, right? Like think ahead, plan what you can. Know there's going to be you know, some changes for sure. So with change, sometimes comes crankiness, crying, you know, hunger within reason. Um, But do the best you can. And, you know, just try to make memories as best as you can, right? Like, if you want to go, let's go and make it worth it. If you really don't, then don't feel pressured. Totally. Yeah. And I think as your kids get older, it's just naturally going to feel easier right? Bring less stuff. There's less naps. They can be more go with flow, less overtired, 100%. So as you gear up towards the holidays, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, um, New Year's Eve, I I didn't tell you, but we booked like a two night little getaway in Branson, Missouri. 
I've never been there. It's called uh, Silver Dollar City. Think like kind of like Gatlinburg, but in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> it's supposed to be pretty cool. So I was All like, right. the kids get two and a half weeks off school. Gasp. So I was like, we have to break this up and do something. Exactly. Do something. So I, yeah, I found a out. condo on Airbnb, right? Um, I, my husband's like, he wouldn't even think about booking a place. He always lets me do that because he's he'll get it wrong, right? Doesn't have enough bedrooms. Like, there's too many windows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're excited about that. And yeah, I hope this um, podcast episode was helpful, guys. I hope you have a great holiday. Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Thank you. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help.